Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. So today we're going to be talking about our experience with casinos and gambling and etc. in Vegas, which is of course something it's really well known for. Let's see. Honestly, one thing to know, I guess, that there were casinos in literally every hotel. Like it's just a part of Vegas. And we went to pretty much all the casinos in all the hotels just to see like how they're different and the same, that sort of thing. Some were like more flashy than others, like the one at the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, I remember that one. Like that casino had, you know, so many chandeliers around it. And the aura of the Cosmopolitan, I think, was completely different in terms of like the the casino. But ultimately that like they're all the same, right? Like every casino looks the same. We our first casino we went to was the Mirage and it's like so funny because there's a big contrast from like the hotel and then like each hotel's like specific interior design and then the casino because the casino looks the same in every single hotel but essentially what's like it's really interesting to see that there's like bright colors everywhere. It's like you can hear those like slot machine noises and it's like that, you know, that Ocean's 11 movie-esque vibe and there's people playing for hours. You have like some old men smoking their like tobacco or whatever cigarette and like having their, you know, old fashioned <laughs> and playing. And there's honestly people of all ages, of course, like 21 and above there's because that's not allowed anyways. <laughs> Um, and honestly, like one thing I really liked was that there's no dress code, you know, for a casino, mm-hmm. because I always felt that when I entered these hotels, I had to f- be kind of dressed in a certain way, like not in shabby clothes, but in each casino, like you just enter, you don't have to live at the hotel to play. Right. So I think that was really nice that you can kind of wear whatever, you know. Like, do you remember that one guy? He was just wearing, like, his pajamas. <laughs> Honestly, I think there were probably, I dare say there's, like, multiple people wearing pajama-level clothing. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, there's, like, the alternate or, like, the opposite end of the scale where people are just decked out in the nicest fit or, like, <laughs> a more, like, scandy fit or a more sequin shiny fit or, like, some like dramatic looking ball gown or something not that I saw a ball gown but you know like it really whatever fit you're wearing will not be looked at twice whether you're coming from like a bridal party (laughs) or your hotel room in your pajamas and they're open 24 7 so you really could be in your pajamas and it would be totally reasonable because it's four in the morning but I would say like in terms of visuals of course you could look it up or you could imagine it based off previous movies or things that you saw potentially in media like all the colorful games that are just shining neon flashing lights like a kid's candy shop but like for adults or um, another media place I'd reference kind of maybe is if you've ever seen the Percy Jackson movies the Lotus Hotel and Casino I feel was definitely I swear it has to have been inspired by Vegas at least a little bit in the way that like oh there's all these games and once you enter time just passes you by and you don't even realize how many decades it's been which is obviously more dramatized in the book for the whole thing of like oh literally centuries have passed and you thought they were there for two weeks but like the same ideology can kind of happen in the Vegas casinos at least I feel like sometimes we're like yeah we're just gonna spend like 
half an hour here or something and it ends up being like two or three hours and we'll check the clock and be like oh my god like we need to go <laughs> like we have places to be you know no, honestly it's so easy to get wrapped up like honestly I mean obviously like not everyone plans to get gamble in Vegas but so like you know since this podcast is really going to be about you know tips and tricks in the casino I guess like one thing to definitely note is you need to bring cash, you know, like, I think, yeah, you can always withdraw cash, but it's just easier to have, like, you know, cash at hand. And, um, you know, just because you, you can't use the credit card for the games. But I would say, like, it's really good to budget an amount of money that you are okay to lose. <laughs> I mean, we made that mistake of playing and we were getting, you know, kind of used to it because it's it's so funny because you win and then you lose the money, but then you keep thinking that you'll win. And then it's kind of human nature to kind of be greedy. And then you keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and then you end up with a net loss. So just budget like a good amount of money. And I'll, there's nothing, I mean there's nothing wrong with keeping on withdrawing but if you do want to save money which I assume like most people want to do then yeah budget that amount of money the other thing I would say is if you have a packed itinerary uh, in Vegas I would really recommend allotting a time to go to the casinos because I'm telling you it's really way more addicting than you think you think oh like how can I play these games for so long you know but you will end up playing those games for so long. And as Alexis was saying, it'll become two hours instead of like the 30 minutes you were planning to spend there. So just be careful. Alexis, do you remember the difference? Like, you know, when we found out like we could always play on the actual board rather than these automated games? Oh my gosh. Yeah, literally. Okay, to be fair, those actual tables in the casinos like there's the games that light up and everything you sit and you know you play the typical games like that you would see in all your casino pictures and it's like the bright lights and the loud music and like oh you won two dollars or something I don't know but there's also like a section of it that are like the tables and this is still gambling but it's like with other people in real life and you're sitting around a table and there's like an official dealer decked out in like the official clothing and you have like your real chips and everything and you know obviously it's a little more intimidating and you have to like have a minimum I would say money requirement based on the table so the cheapest one that we saw was like $15 there was $25.50 I'm sure it went way higher there was 100 at least that I saw on that floor but I know or at least I've heard that there's like other floors where like the minimum to enter is way higher and it's big stakes which we're not really trying to do we're brand new to all that and at first we were playing you know the more low-key casino games and we played roulette and so it was like a technological version you're not actually around other people <laughs> and then eventually we saw the tables and we kind of gathered up enough experience I'd say in order to brave going to the tables but gaining that experience in the first place, at first, like, we weren't winning anything. And we were like, okay, I don't really get why this is so, like, addicting to people. Like, we've been here for kind of a good amount of time now. And, like, we are not feeling this addictive thing. But then, you know, you, like, win a little bit. <laughs> and it 
kind of is nice and then they're like what if this happened again not to say that we went crazy or anything but I did finally understand like the whole gambler mindset a little bit better than I have in the past like absolutely like I remember honestly it was it was our first time gambling and I we really felt kind of intimidated because everyone when you walk into a casino everyone looks like an expert I'm telling you no one's an expert unless like yeah that's all they do but most people there are just there to like you know either I mean they have the intention of winning but they leave you know losing but Mm -hmm. essentially like we went in and we were attracted to all of the electronic games first because it's not as intimidating as Alexis was saying because when you go to the actual boards there there's the dealer and then there's like people around it right so like when we went to the electronic roulette we could just play on a screen and it was just Alexis and I just sitting there playing like no one's judging us for our choices and (laughs) yeah like you know we we didn't really like win or anything like that right but then honestly we took the chance to go to to one of those tables and just play you know we went to the dealer and so the way it works is really interesting actually because you pay your cash and you get a certain amount of chips and so like if you pay 20 like if you if the minimum is $25 right you'll pay obviously 25 and then you get five chips each worth five dollars and you use those chips in each round to like predict where each number is going to be right and it's so funny because this is where we figured out a big difference and this is where we learned so we're telling you so that you don't waste any money right So when we were playing the electronic roulette, we would literally guess like a specific number and the odds of getting just one number is so low. And when we went to the actual table, we realized that you can put your chips in the middle of two numbers or like a whole row or a whole column. And so that way you increase your chances of winning like significantly. And so definitely even later on we tried playing it electronically and the electronic version did actually have that functionality so when you go definitely I would say like the best way to be successful in this is stand around those tables watch these people play and see what they do see the strategies so that you can actually do the best you can when when playing these games but yeah, Alexis, like, don't you remember we were doing so well, like when we did when we went to the table? I think it was much better. Oh my than- gosh. Yes, because like first of all, the two of us did not know what we were doing with roulette. Okay. This is like our first time ever trying this. We didn't even look it up or anything like that. We just thought we'd play it by ear. Like, I feel like a lot of people know the basics of roulette. You know, we voted, like Isha said, on the straight up number though, or red or black or even or odd. And that was like it. So that was basically like a 50-50 chance or a one in very small amount chance. And then when we're watching people at the tables, like Isha was recommending, that is what kind of taught us a little more because we saw this one guy at the table like put his number or his little chip in between numbers. And I was like, is that allowed? Yes, yes, it was allowed. In fact, you could do it between, yeah, two, four, six, the entire row, the entire column. And you can do more than one chip as well. Like, which I actually didn't use my brains to think of in advance either. You don't have to put all your chips on different places. You could put four chips on top of each other in like 
an area on the board that allows you to account for six numbers. And even though, of course, the amount that you would win if you got on one of those six numbers is less than the amount if you had done just one, it still is enough profit to really benefit just picking like the six odds instead of the one number odds just by far we ended up like actually getting not out of the game right away when we would learn these tactics because once your chips are taken by the dealer because it didn't land on the number or any of the numbers or even or odd or black or red that you picked then that chip is gone there goes five dollars or 15 or 200 or however much you put that didn't win so like that's also totally something to keep in mind. And we learned these things by watching other people. And then we got the courage to play, join in, play with strangers. And it was really fun. Yeah. Another thing I would say is try to avoid the slot machines at all costs. I mean, we went to the slot machines because it looked the easy it looked like the easiest game, right? You just like put in something and you wait for like a result. And it's just so dumb because like we could not figure out for the life of us what any of that meant and then we just kept wasting like dollars like it's like a the minimum like for those electronic ones is just like I mean obviously if it's a slot machine I guess but yeah it was just like one dollar definitely recommend just avoiding that personally I think the best games to play are you know roulette and blackjack and poker I know poker is a little more difficult. We didn't really go into poker because we didn't study it, but I do remember like we were sitting down and we watched a video to learn about blackjack. And it's really interesting, honestly. I still do not feel like an expert. I think roulette is the easiest, not easiest, but like most, you know, self-explanatory game to play. But, you know, I feel like blackjack is something you might have slight control over. Mind you, you never truly have control in a casino because the casino always wins. That's just how it works. Um, but I would say, like, never be afraid to ask the person at the table, whoever is kind of um, modulating the table game to for the rules, right? Like, if they're saying, like, if no one's going to judge you, just be like, oh, like, how do we do this? How do we do that? I'm sure they get so many questions from people on how do we play the games, you know? Yeah, honestly. Another thing about blackjack is when we were looking it up because we totally didn't know what was going on, we did see a note that someone made that was really helpful from like a professional blackjack player that said to make sure you are always playing three to two odds and never six to five. This kind of doesn't make sense like surface level, especially if you don't really know what that is, but three to two odds really increase your chance of winning against the dealer compared to six to five. And if you try to play like the electronic versions of blackjack, at least in our experience when we were looking at that, because uh, we were kind of seeing or trying to see if we could play an electronic version first to get the hang of it, all of them were six to five odds, which is really interesting, kind of rude. <laughs> but that's just another thing to notice. And honestly, blackjack, like we did watch a video, but I would recommend if you aren't going to Vegas like tomorrow or something to try playing games like blackjack and poker at home or like with friends in a comfortable atmosphere first. You can get all your failures and misunderstandings out of the way because there's just so many little nuances and details. And unlike roulette, which I think even a beginner can get the hang of like we did. I mean, you could still do that with blackjack and poker, but like I played 
blackjacked very few times in my life. Like in college, I played with a few friends. Um, one of my friends knew this group of people that played blackjack every Wednesday. It was like their thing. And they had like this room in their house that was really dramatic looking with like dark lights and like a college kind of logo looking thing that was made completely out of beer cans and it was framed on the wall and like the lighting was all purple and smoky because like a couple of them were being all dramatic and like smoking cigars for some reason (laughs) that's where I learned to play blackjack um with a couple friends and even with that very helpful like two-time total preparation I still was super unconfident going in there I lost like $25 in like one second (laughs) playing blackjack I'm not gonna lie it was still fun though and I you know I played blackjack in Vegas but next time I go I am definitely gonna be more prepared so I am not like that we felt super professional though low-key playing at the tables because if the table was full there would be a bunch of people just watching you play and like you (laughs) I remember like I put in a few chips and I actually like kind of want not I didn't really win that much because you know the odds are different if you if you do multiple numbers at the same time they're not as good because I believe like if you put in if you just guess one specific number you get 34 times the amount you invested and then like if you guess like three I think it's 17 I don't remember the exact numbering but yeah like the funny thing is is I I remember like my rule one and then there was someone in the back and I was like yeah yeah good job like damn and I was like what I'm literally so bad as for thanks you know (laughs) um yeah like that was that was really like fun honestly but to be honest we didn't really explore the casino as much as we should have because there was so much more to do and I feel like next time when we go we're gonna explore a lot more um so honestly you know we wish we could give you more advice on games but stay tuned for the next time we go to Vegas because I think I'm definitely gonna learn more about these games The one thing I did want to say, though, is if you like drinking, um, one thing that um, we didn't know was if you're playing, if you're actively gambling, there's usually a waitress or a waiter walking around asking for drink orders, and those drinks are free. Albeit, the drinks might take long to come to you, so it's in your best interest to stay in the place you ordered the drinks because then she's gonna or she or he or she will come back with your drinks and you're just not gonna be there so I would say that definitely take advantage of that especially if you're playing for long periods of time I think it's a super fun way to you know gamble and kind of get like a free thing for sure yeah like those drinks were offered like 24 7 literally the casinos open 24 7 so this really does mean any hour of the day and we didn't even know this until like the third day we were there we wasted so much time but basically yeah these people will just come around and like you do have to be playing a game though that is the thing you can't just be like loitering and expect free drinks but it's pretty easy to be playing a game you just have to like sit down honestly but one thing that is kind of expected though is gratuity so like tipping the server would be nice because they are like walking around all the time so that is kind of a nice thing to do and another thing to know is that when you are at the tables like we were talking about earlier people at the tables get their drinks served way faster and with what much more consistency than at the slot machines I guess this might be because you know they're the ones playing at higher stakes they're probably the people that are worth more paying attention to 
from like the hotel end, the staff end, etc. So, and also like when we say free alcohol and everything, if you want that, this isn't just only like a beer or something. This is pretty much anything you want to order. A Coke and Hennessy, like a lemon drop, etc. All of these options are available to you. Definitely another way to kind of just make sure it's like a gamble on the casinos end honestly to try to keep you there longer which I'm sure works for plenty (laughs) like but it's just something if you want to do the options there and if you wanted to like if you want to pregame or something before going to a nightclub since they're in the same hotel that's like an option you can do it's like a life hack or something which is cool to know for you guys if you're heading to Vegas but yeah that was definitely something cool that we learned there and our happy to like be learning all of these things so we're no longer kind of like a Vegas rookie I mean we are in some aspects but we're getting the hang of it a little bit more and we're gonna get the hang of it better next time and all that sort of stuff too and it's super funny because you think that oh my god like what a cost to them no there's literally no cost to them because everyone's losing so much money so a few free drinks here and there will not do anything to them but anyways Honestly, guys, this is the wrap to our Vegas series, and we're really happy to have you guys, you know, join us in this journey of Chaotic Chic. Our upcoming episodes will be a lot more about, you know, our advice about friendships and college and all of those topics. We would love for you to contact us on our email um, our, you can join our Patreon and there's a, you know, we're on Spotify. We're on a lot of platforms. Genuinely, whatever questions you have, please let us know because it would be so cool for us to get to interact with you and talk with you and to share more story times, tips, tricks, that sort of thing. It's just really fun for us. And it's super cool to hear you guys and what you want to talk about and what you want to say. But thank you all so much for listening to everything we've talked about so far uh did you have anything else you want to add oh yeah I wanted to say guys like if you guys want to reach out to us or like interact with us a lot more I would highly recommend checking out our patreon because one of the benefits even for the lowest tier is that you get to join a slack channel where you uh, interact with our chaotic chic community and you can directly interact with us Um, and that way you'll be able to tell us like what exactly you'd want to hear about what topics you'd want us to cover and yeah go check out our patreon the link is in our rss feed and our spotify and you can go check out the benefits we're still updating some benefits but for the most part they should be pretty set in stone but anyways thank you so much for joining us on this journey and until next time chaotic chicsters bye everyone